Welcome everybody to another episode of the Nonprofit Show. We are really excited today to have um, a super interesting guest, uh, Delaney Mullinex, coming to us from Nonprofit Hub. She's the executive director, and she's going to really help us understand how nonprofits can get help and kind of some other options um, that we might need to look for in terms of getting support. And we all know, Delaney, it's hard to ask, isn't it? It's hard to ask for help and for assistance. Yes. So I can't wait to hear what Delaney has to say uh, with us and how to share our, her knowledge with our viewers. Again, if we haven't met, I'm Julia Patrick, CEO of the American Nonprofit Academy. Jarrett Ransom, the nonprofit nerd herself, and my wonderful co-host, is traveling today. She'll be joining us back here on the Nonprofit Show tomorrow. Every day as we march towards our 750th episode, we have these amazing partners with us, many of whom started with us three years ago. And so we want to give a huge shout out to our friends at Bloomerang, American Nonprofit Academy, your part-time controller, Nonprofit Thought Leader, Fundraising Academy at National University, Staffing Boutique, and the Nonprofit Nerd. As I mentioned, we have this like crazy number of shows, people from all over the world we've interviewed and chatted with. And if you want to get back to some of those episodes, you can find us on several channels, including our channels on Roku, YouTube, Vimeo, even Amazon Fire TV. But like we we like to say, but wait, there's more. You can find us um, uh, for this last year all of our episodes, you can download them on podcasts. So wherever you like to queue up your content, you can get the nonprofit show right into your ears. And we would love to have you be a listener. Okay, Delaney Mullinex, where are you coming to us from again today? Hello, I am in West Michigan. Um, I live just outside of downtown Grand Rapids. Wow, wow. amazing. Well, talk to us about your journey to the Nonprofit Hub as the executive director. We're going to ask you in just a second, like what it is you do, but how did you find yourself in this leadership position? Yes, I'm glad you asked because the topic for today is so <laughs> timely. I think just for my my career, my professional development is where do you find help because very candidly and transparently, I have been an executive director for all of four months. Um, so I have been seeking a lot of help. Um, and I don't know if this is, if, is familiar to a lot of you guys listening. Um, there are a lot of self-taught executive directors, accidental fundraisers, there's a lot of self-learning going on in the nonprofit sector. Um, and I am no exception. Um, so I do, I do have a lot of experience asking for help and finding help. Um, but the road to where I'm at now is a little bit unique too. I, um, I always, I grew up in West Michigan, born and raised. Um, I went to school at Grand Valley State University, which is a local, um, very well-established reputable university, but got both my degrees there, one in social work okay. and one in nonprofit management. That was my master's program. Wow. So Throughout my throughout my trajectory, when I was first going to college, I wanted to be in business and marketing. Mm -hmm. And then I 360 into social work because I went to a liberal studies university and growing up in West Michigan, it's called the Bible Belt. 
pretty conservative. Um, you don't really open your mind to a lot of things unless your family kind of puts you into a more like well-traveled environment. And then, so I, when I went to Grand Valley and I was in this liberal studies program, I was like, wow, like, I don't think I can dedicate my skill set to the private sector. I think I need to, to do something different. So at the time, what made sense to me was going into social work. And there's, I have no regrets about that. I learned amazing things in that program, loved all my professors, amazing people, big hearts, um, and in hard topics to learn about as well. So then getting out of that degree, I started working in residential care as a social worker in a sex trafficking unit, um, for victims of sex trafficking. And I realized that although I loved the job, I am a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And so that was not my skill set. That was not where I was strongly suited. And so I went back to school and I got my master's in nonprofit management. So come full circle, um, I started in partnerships at Nonprofit Hub and um, got to help build relationships with organizations that are specializing in serving nonprofit organizations and helping to create educational content. Um, and as the Nonprofit Hub is a, is a media platform, educational media platform, um, really also honing in on the skills of marketing that I had developed um, throughout my career, like putting myself through grad school and my undergrad was always marketing. Um, so it's an awesome collective, I think, of my experiences. You know, I love that you had the boots on the ground opportunity to really understand the other side of the desk, as they say. Yeah. And I think that that probably has uh, enabled you to have empathy and really understand that some of the underlying issues that we face in the nonprofit sector, because we are bleeding off, as you know, so many people, they get burned out, they get stressed out, they're underpaid. I I could go on and on with the sob story, but before we, before I do that, I, I love your background and I love your journey, but let's then navigate to your organization and explain to people what the nonprofit hub does and if you will, what your mission is. Yeah, of course. So Nonprofit Hub is an educational collective um, striving for nonprofit excellence by creating a connected ecosystem of people, resources, and learning. Um, Nonprofit Hub has existed for over 15 years. Um, Mm -hmm. So the the archive of educational content that exists on our website is is massive. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has a really beautiful story from originally focusing on marketing. Um, So serving nonprofits in the area of marketing through like um, a pro bono method of of doing that um, to now kind of encompassing any nonprofit pain point. Um, So anything like we used to say, helping your nonprofit grow. And lately I've been getting, I have this feeling that, you know, even donors don't give to your nonprofit to help you grow they give for you to achieve your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Growing may or may not happen, right? Right. I love that you said that because I think that is really a masterful comment because growth is not always putting us on the tra- trajectory of solution. Right. Yep. And you might not need to grow. You might just need to get better at what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Which is like a growth mindset in some way. But just to grow and to get bigger, I kind of feel like that's also an American tradition. Yeah. You know, and, and if do it, more, be better. Yeah, with, 
with less. Yes. With less. It's right. Like, right. You know, it's punitive if we kind of yeah. say, yeah, we need more. And yeah, it's really an interesting thing. And, you know, maybe uh, if you joined us in the green room chatter, we were kind of talking about issues of the pandemic and perspective. Maybe that's one of the things that the pandemic has, has taught us or thrown us into, you know, how do we, how do we do things differently? Not necessarily with less, but with just, just differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's important. No, I, I mean, that was a big thing in my first four months in leadership was we actually changed our mission, our vision statement. So we changed the, the concept of good to growth to achieving nonprofit excellence mm-hmm. um, because that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, um, I think that, that that's, a to me, Delaney, that's a better value for what we're going to talk about next. And that is how nonprofits can get involved and what are the costs and what does your membership platform kind of look like? And I mean, how do how do people come to the nonprofit hub and achieve that excellence? Yeah, so this is an exciting question, and I'm glad that you asked. Nonprofit Hub is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. So we're a nonprofit ourselves. Um, and our mission, a part of a large part of our mission is to provide what I had said before, which is an educational collective, um, but free of expectation. So 90% of what we offer as a nonprofit is completely free, um, like open to any nonprofit across the world, across the country, um, regardless of the position that you held, regardless of the pos- or the cause or vertical of your organization, um, anyone can access the resources that are on our website. Um, so again, 90% is 100, totally free. Um, and then we, if you want to get more involved, we have an amazing conference, a national conference called cause camp. We're actually celebrating 22 years, um, in 2023, it was actually founded by the AMA back in 2010. Um, so it was known first as the marketing 101 conference, and then it became, uh, what was it? Marketing boot camp. And then it became cause camp and um, a little bit later on. So super exciting for us to be kind of keeping that legacy going of cause camp. Um, and it is a very, very accessible conference in terms of location, but also affordability. So um, a ticket for cause camp is $4.99 for two full days of conference, um, including meals and, and social experiences and events and things like that. So, and I know for a fact as, as a conference goer myself, that is half as much as a lot of the conferences that I'm seeing these days. Um, But we do have a membership platform. It's called Cause Network. Um, So that's the entire archives of everything that Nonprofit Hub has ever produced for the last 15 years, as well as um, non-accredited certificate courses. And we do member meetups, which are member directed. So a a lot of it is just being able to vent and then learn from the wisdom in the room, um, I think. So yeah. In terms of where you're uh, working, is, is it? Could you say that you're geographically targeted, or maybe sector specific or targeted, or are you dealing everything from you know causes that deal with social services to culture to you know whatever? <clears throat> I mean, what is the what does that landscape look like of who you're talking with and helping? Yeah, so we are. I wouldn't. So we definitely don't 
specialize in providing um, resources to a specific cause or vertical, not at all. I would say what what um, aligns our audience and what connects them all together is that we're in positions where we need to learn and we need to learn in an easily digestible format. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's so we're working with small to mid-sized nonprofit organizations, organizations that, okay, we're going to have to use the word growing. They're going through growing pains. They're hiring staff, <laughs> their turnover. They're trying to grow their programming. They're trying to increase their revenue, whatever it is, build their board of directors. Um, anyone who's in a phase of like flux or growth um, you're needing to learn and find new resources. So organizations with 10 or under employees, because if you have 10 or under employees, you are definitely w- wearing more than one hat. Oh yeah. Um, so people who are wearing more than one hat, um, I would say organizations that are making our primary demographic is 10 million or less in, in revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, and that's the majority of the sector. Yeah. Yeah, way, way more than a majority of the sector. It's like 77% or more of the sector is, is in that, is in that those specific two numbers that I just shared. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to, like, I'd love for nonprofit hub to be this, this driving factor that moves that percentage down a little bit. Right. Like I want more nonprofits to be bigger, a little bit bigger. Yeah. Being able to understand um, the, the more capitalized they are and not just financially, but through knowledge and staffing and marketing and outreach. And yeah, it's, it's really a huge thing. Well, let me ask you this question because you get to see so many nonprofits and so many different people involved in the process of, if you will, nonprofit service, nonprofit management. What are you seeing as the greatest? And I'm going to say needs plural. It's not just one thing, but what does this look like given that we're coming out of this, this amazing historic pandemic, um, pandemics, if you add in social injustice, economic, you know, issues, democratic, democratic civil unrest issues, a lot of things have been boiling. (laughs) What are you seeing as this, this new world that, that we're engaged in? Um, so to be honest, I think my answer to this question is, I don't know what the right word is, but maybe more of a, a long-term mm-hmm. need that has maybe always existed. Well, it's most definitely always existed, but um, I think nonprofits need, I need, I think someone, a thought leader out there, if you're listening, needs to come up with a nonprofit business model. Um, because there are so many for-profit business models, um, for instance, the entrepreneurial operating system. Um, there's also, I don't know what another one is called, like the lean operating system. I don't know. There's so many out there that for-profit businesses use. And I feel like when a nonprofit starts up, they basically consider, can we raise more money than we're spending in programming? Right. Um, but that isn't a business structure. It's like a very small part of a business structure. So even the entrepreneurial operating system we have as an organization, like picked picked out parts of that operating system that work for us as a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So this spans, I mean, you need, so having a vision, having indicators that 
show you're meeting that vision so that you, this is called like vision traction optimizing. Right. So you're making traction towards that vision. And how do you optimize that? So it's, it's your meeting format. It's who you're hiring. Yeah. It's how they're performing in their different seats. It's your accountability structure. And all of these things I don't think are ever talked about mm-hmm. in a nonprofit organization, especially not in the beginning. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's, um, you know, we tend to engage from a philanthropic um, social structure and then we get, yeah. let's get the money and let's do the work. Like, yeah. Where's the, in, like, where's the, where's the in between? Like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's all based on empathy. Yeah. You know, we have an empathetic approach, which is wonderful and amazing. But as we're learning each and every day, it's not sustainable. Yeah. It's really frightening. Um, and, and I, I love your journey from social work, you know, into nonprofit management, seeing that and understanding it is super Super powerful. Um, you know, along that line, talk to me about higher education and what you're seeing um, about nonprofit management. It seems like we don't have enough of op- enough opportunities for our sector to attain these higher degrees. And we've been talking more and more about that on the nonprofit show. Um, but what are you seeing across the landscape? Are you seeing people saying, I want to study this. I'm going in as a freshman and by gosh, I'm going to pursue this. Or is it more kind of like post-grad I've worked and now I want to refine? Oh, that's an interesting question. I don't, I certainly don't regret my master's degree in any way, shape or form. It opened my world to a network that I needed to find a career. Um, But I do think that if people are going into nonprofit management degrees, they either want to be an executive director, they want to start a nonprofit, which that's a whole new conversation about whether or not that's the best thing for the world. Right. Um, and two, they or they want to work for a foundation mm-hmm. or be in a grant making position, not right. working on the ground in a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a problem. And I was a little bit. <clears throat> Another reason that nonprofit hub exists and like the passion behind it was that when I, my, I, myself and my previous, the previous executive director of nonprofit hub, we have to Google something every day. We both have master's degrees in nonprofit management. And I can't necessarily tell you that I've ever pulled something I've learned from that degree and actually used it wow. in my daily tasks mm-hmm. as an executive director. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, that's honest. And I, I appreciate you saying that because, you know, you're, uh, it's a new course load. Yeah. And I mean, think about who's, who the adjunct professors are or center leaders are of not a lot of, of higher ed uh, institutions. Yeah. It's few and far between and they don't all have the CV of, running nonprofits. Right. Know, yeah. Academicians. And, yeah. and that's my take on it. Yeah. Uh, and so it does. I, that's why I said I was so enchanted by your direct work in the field and no shame in saying, wow, this isn't what, you know, I want to be doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that's the difference between, you know, there was like all this conversation about is higher education going to be a thing in the past because people want tactical education. They want to be trained to do something. Um, But I mean, I still am an advocate for higher ed. I like loved my course content. It's something that really does open your mind more than the nitty gritty, like training, like hands-on training stuff. But, um, but yeah. And, and I think that, you know, to just, to, to, to your point about saying this isn't for me, um, you have to volunteer no matter what you're learning. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to get into a nonprofit because they, even though like the nonprofit sector might be struggling with talent, they're still not going to hire you if you don't have experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you need to show that you understand what working in a nonprofit is like. So I've, I've been an avid volunteer since I was in elementary school doing volunteering and like reading for children in elementary or, um, going to be a tutor or being, being on miscellaneous boards, student council, like you name it in high school. Um, and then obviously more serious positions, like work being a board member or being on a fundraising and events committee that all gave me knowledge, um, especially to, the problems that exist yeah. within nonprofit organizations. Absolutely. And I agree with you. You you have to know how the sausage is being made and you have to know what um, the challenges are to even get to the point where you can provide service. Yeah. I think there's I think that's a lot of times where we, we face a disconnect. Hey, you know, we don't have a lot of time left. And, and you mentioned something um, at the beginning of the show, and I want to make sure we can drill down a little bit more before we let you go. And that is Cause Camp. Again, you said you've been doing it for more than 20 years. Yeah. So 22 years we're celebrating this year. Amazing. Amazing. So this next conference, September 14th and 15th, where is it held and and can you access it in a digital component? Yes. Great question. So um, Cause Camp 23 will be held in Huron, Ohio. Um, it's in the greater Sandusky region, which is right on the shores of Lake Erie, which is one of the amazing Great Lakes. Obviously, I'm a Michigan baby, so <laughs> spend a lot of time in those. Um, but it's eight minutes from Cedar Point Amusement Park, which is one of the country's best amusement parks. So if you haven't been, it's also an opportunity to check out that, which is a thrill in and of itself. Um, but nonetheless, we've also themed our conference based on Cedar Point. So the theme is Lessons in Momentum. And the utility of Cause Camp is to give you the tools and resources and education you need to navigate all the twists and turns of nonprofit life, all the ups and downs, all the highs and lows, whether emotionally, within your staffing, with whatever um, part of the life cycle you are in as a nonprofit organization. Um, that is the mission of Cause Camp. Um, and so, again, here in Ohio, it is in person. Um, and I highly encourage you to check out the in person element, but we are offering a really fun watch party a month after the conference takes place. So if you are unable to attend the in-person conference, we will put watch party tickets on sale a little bit closer to September. Um, And what's cool is that as an in-person attendee, you also get access to that watch party. So you can have, and there will be live Q and a with every presenter Mm -hmm. at that watch party. So if you wanted to rewatch something, if you missed a session um, if you wanted to refresh your memory, if you wanted to ask more questions, you're also invited to come in, into that watch party um, and network with folks who weren't able to attend as well. I love it. I think that's a great idea. And I, I think, you know, I, I mean, you go somewhere and you, you ruminate about what you've heard. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, 
how does, you know, how does this work? Or what's the follow-up? Or this got my juices going and where, what am I thinking here? How can I navigate this? So, or you bring it back to your team and your team is like, well, wait, what about this? Like, can you ask about that? How would we do that? Yeah. Yeah. How many uh, folks are you expecting or what, what does it look like? I know this is a changing time. We haven't had a lot of in-person events to this degree. Um, what is what is that attendance going to look like? Yeah, so we're hoping for about 370 in person in Ohio in September. Um, we'll have about 35 exhibitors. Um, we call it Camper Village. That will be um, in the in the cause camp lineup as well. Um, but about 370 in person, and then hopefully um, pushing well above that for the watch party. Um, we have you know our audience is super engaged. We have almost 500 during even just our weekly webinars. Um, I'm excited to see how, how we do at the watch party. Good, good. That'll be really fun. And how can our viewers and listeners um, learn more about cause camp uh, 2023? Yeah. So cause.camp is the website. It can't get any more <laughs> easy than that. Um, yeah. www.cause.camp um, is where you can find the lineup. You can see the agenda um, all of the options to register. There's individual passes as well as team passes that provide a discount if you want to bring four um, people to cause camp. There's really fun add-ons. So we're, we're going to have a little pre-conference party reception on Wednesday evening before. And then um, some. we're going to do a top thrill trivia night on Thursday. Right. Um, and then again, consider even bringing your families, make it a team building event, go to Cedar Point on Saturday. You get um, a highly discounted ticket to Cedar Point by booking through the hotel and the convention center that we're working with. So it's awesome. working up to be a really fun weekend and week overall. I love it. Well, I love the idea. And I think that um, now's the time people are getting ready to say, yeah, let's get back out there. Um, let's get away from our current ecosystem to rejoin. Yes. Yeah. Kind of revive and rejoin. Uh, kind of, get some new ideas going. So this is a perfect timing uh, for folks to. Yeah. And right before it gets super busy for year on giving, I know that. So yeah, it's a nice yeah. little way to have some fun and get energized and motivated for that too. Yeah. I love it. I really, really do. Well, good for you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and, and we can't wait to hear how it's going again. We've had Delaney Mullini on. Oh, Mullinex. Sorry. <laughs> no offense taken. <laughs> Mullinex, Executive Director of Nonprofit Hub. For those of you joining us um, early before we went live, well, we were live, but in the green room chatter, we were joking about names and pronunciations. Yeah, it's Delaney, nothing fancy. <laughs> yeah, Delaney Mullinex coming to us <laughs> from the upper Midwest, which has been really exciting. Executive Director of Nonprofit Hub. Check out nonprofithub.org and learn more about the amazing ways that nonprofits can get help and can en engage in community so that they can uh, really build a better, more efficient nonprofit, which I love. I love that mission and I'm, I've been so excited to be able to talk to you and hear more about what's been going on. Again, I'm Julia Patrick, CEO of the American Nonprofit Academy. Jarrett Ransom, the nonprofit nerd and my trusted sidekick and co-host will be back with us tomorrow. And again, we want to make sure that we spend time in honoring the amazing partners that we have. Our friends over at Bloomerang, American Nonprofit Academy, your part-time controller, nonprofit thought leader, Fundraising Academy at National University, Staffing Boutique, and the Nonprofit Nerd. These are the folks that are with us day in and day out, and they really have afforded us, 
afford us the opportunity to have these amazing conversations. Delaney, this is great. Um, your website is beautiful. I really love all the things that you've got going on. And I think you're a great resource for our sector. So I am delighted that you are out in front championing our sector. Thank you so much. Thank you, Julia. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, everybody, as we like to remind everyone as we end another episode of The Nonprofit Show to stay well so you can do well. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Thanks, Delaney. Thank you.